The Dave Rothenberg Show on 98.7 ESPN. And off and running on this Saturday, July 2nd, 2022. How is everybody doing? How's everybody feeling? Gee, I wonder what we will talk about today. Yes, of course, welcome in. This is, of course... The Dave Rothenberg Show. But of course, I am not Dave. No, I'm Gordon Damer, filling in for Dave on this Saturday morning, taking you up until noon. Happy July 4th, everyone. Hopefully everybody's having a fun, wonderful, and most importantly, safe holiday weekend and enjoying themselves. And we have a lot of stuff to get into. Oh, my goodness. What a show that we have lined up today. So much stuff to talk about. And of course, the number, you know, 1-800-919-ESPN. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me on Instagram at Gordon Damer. You can find me on TikTok uh, at Old Man Radio. But most importantly, you can find me right here on your radio until noon. So it's, uh, of course, the Dave Rothenberg show. So you know what that means. It means Stump Rothenberg at 1030. But since I'm hosting on a Saturday, you also know that that means we'll have to squeeze in a uh, session of what I learned on TikTok this week. And we will do that. Good Lord, you're good. Yeah, we're going to do that at 11 o'clock. So we have the back half of this show is just jam-packed. And the front half ain't too shabby either, people, because we got we got the fallout of the Yankees and Astros series we'll get into. We'll get into the fallout of the Mets and Astros series a little bit as well. On any other given week... The fact that the Knicks have finally found a point guard, you would think there's no way anything, nothing bigger could have happened after a, what, two-decade search for the Knicks to finally find a point guard? But as it turns out, there is actually something bigger that went on. So as much as I want to get into all of that, and we will get into all of that at 1-800-919-ESPN, It's not nearly as delicious as what happened this week in Brooklyn. This week, uh, you talk about delicious weeks. This has been a delicious week. And just when you thought the drama was going to end with the decision of Kyrie Irving to opt in to the final year of his contract... He's not going to opt out. He's not going to look for a long-term deal. He can't find someplace else to go with a sign and trade or any of that type of stuff. Then you get the news on Thursday from Woj that Kevin Durant wants out. And it feels like, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, and I'm sure you will, it feels like the conversation went from Kevin Durant asks out immediately to where's Kevin Durant going to wind up? And look, we'll focus on that. He wants Phoenix. He wants Miami. Who knows? Maybe he'll just split his time between the two. Like whoever's hotter at that moment, that's going to be his team. Who knows? Why not? Why shouldn't he be able to pick two teams? I think it's brave. I think it's courageous. I'm proud of him. I'm proud of Kevin Durant to not limiting himself to just one team. He can play for whatever team he wants at any given moment. Maybe he'll go to Toronto. Do you see the Toronto odds have jumped in the last, what, 48 hours or so? So maybe that's something to keep an eye on. Certainly that was something we were talking about, DiPietro and Rothenberg, when I was filling in with Rick during the week about the whole thing with DeAndre Ayton and everything else. So that's something to keep an eye on. 
So is it Phoenix? Is it Miami? Is it Toronto? Could it be Dallas? Could it be Philly? Could it be some team that we're not even expecting right now? But you know, sometimes you need to, in life, take a breath. Sometimes you need to sit back, inhale, exhale, and in the rat race of life, you have to appreciate What's going on in the moment? And I feel like that we have to appreciate what just happened. Before we get to what will happen, we have to just take a moment to take in and truly appreciate what has happened. And what has happened is that the Brooklyn Nets organization has completely imploded The dumpster fire that is the KD and Kyrie partnership, what it turned out to be. I mean, when you think of worst duos of all time, it's going to be hard to top that one from uh, Walter White and Jesse Pinkman, from uh, pineapple on pizza to orange juice and toothpaste. I mean, it's hard to find a pairing that has turned out to be worse than this one. And we should and will Take a minute to appreciate just how bad it was. Because when they began, oh my God, when they began, the Championship Express was going to run through Brooklyn. It wasn't a question of if they would win a (laughs) title. Don't be ridiculous. The pairing of Kevin Durant and Kyrie, that was not just a title. That was not just a championship. It was championships. How many would they win together? And it ended with the only thing that they accomplished was they provided a perfect blueprint for how not to build the super team. They made every single mistake along the way that you could and kind of invented a few that we never even thought were possible. From the moment Nets ownership uh, basically bent the knee and gave Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving everything they wanted, the Brooklyn Nets ignored all the warning signs. And I'll be honest with you, I am not going to sit here and tell you that I could foresee this coming the entire... No, none of us did. When you get a chance to add... Two superstars at the time, like Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, the the warning signs at first were almost impossible to see. It's almost like one of those movies that you watch it through, and then by the time you see the end of the movie, you can go back and watch it again, and then all the warning signs were there. But when you're watching it, you don't really pick up on it on the first viewing. And yesterday, I was filling in uh, after finally uh, wearing uh, Rick DiPietro out. He needed a day off, filling in with Dan Grassa. I kind of looked uh, likened it to, to Breaking Bad because every much like that story, every time you think you're getting closer to putting everything together, you're actually making everything worse. You're digging the hole deeper until you are eventually stuck. And that's where the Nets are as an organization. They are in shambles. They are in shambles now because of this. And the warning signs probably should have been uh, maybe not right away because, again, for all the criticism the Nets will get now from going after Kevin Durant or going after Kyrie Irving, there'll be other NBA teams. I mean, you heard the report from Woj. Half the NBA is lining up to get trying to get Kevin Durant. And it's mind-boggling to me, 
but there appears to be at least one team in the Lakers that's willing to bring in Kyrie Irving. But the warning signs probably should have been there, right? Like the fact that Kevin Durant was going to miss that first season with a a very significant injury. That's okay. That's no problem. We can deal with that. And think of all the things along the way that the Nets had to deal with, all in the pursuit of winning a championship. The fact that Kevin Durant was bringing in Kyrie Irving and all the, the reputation that he had. The fact that they wanted the coach that they praised Coming when they came on board, oh my God, Kevin Durant was watching videos of the Nets in his spare time, and and man, he just loved the things that Kenny Atkinson was doing and how they were drawing it up and the culture that they had to get. Oh my God, he was burning out that YouTube watching all those videos, and then eventually got to the stage where uh, never played a game for the guy, never played a game for the guy. And then they, they replace him with the guy that, that Durant and, and Kyrie wanted, a guy with zero coaching experience. And uh, it showed. It, uh, you know, sometimes you hire, wow, look at this. This guy's unbelievable. He's no coaching experience, but he knows exactly what to do. Yeah, Steve Nash was not one of those examples for sure. I mean, he looked overwhelmed at times. But it didn't stop there. The fact that you you know you move a, a young and up and coming player like Jared Allen, so you can b- bring in DeAndre Jordan to keep KD and Kyrie happy, and the fact that you just keep digging the hole, you keep digging the hole, you keep digging the hole, because when you make a move like they did, the ends kind of justify the means. It's all about winning that championship. It's all about getting to the top of the mountain. The fact that you dig deeper by making the trade for, for James Harden, even though you basically had to give up five years at number one picks. The fact you gave up Durant, you gave Durant that new contract last summer. No problem. We'll, whatever we got to do. The fact they had to backtrack on, on laying down some rules finally to, uh, to Kyrie Irving because of the vaccine. Each step further and further and further. And now Durant wants out. And Kyrie Irving, I don't know if he wants out, but they want him out. <laughs> uh, that one, that one's not so much on him as it is on them. And they're right back to where they were. Basically, what was it? Three years before they um, they they got to the the stage with, with Kyrie and KD. No picks, no future. The team's in shambles, and, and KD and Kyrie are off to their next stop. And now they have to kind of what dismantle their entire roster for them. This after they dismantled their entire organization for them. So I would say it's impressive. It's it's um, it, it's something that we will. It needs to be appreciated, is what for the utter failure that it was, the complete flop that it was, for the colossal fit, the epic fail that it was. It will be a very long time before we get something that is as spectacular a failure as the Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving Brooklyn Nets turned out to be. So in some ways, in a macabre kind of way, I almost have to say bravo because you would not think that this could go this wrong. But we all sat there and we all watched it. And boy, oh boy, did it ever go that wrong. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. So I think people still want to kind of touch on everything surrounding the Brooklyn Nets. Look at that. The Brooklyn Nets have actually figured out a way to be a, a major talking point and, uh, it, it, at the end of their era, and it's going to be a while again beco- before they're probably going to be a major factor anywhere. 
But boy, oh boy, what a week for them. It's it's one for the history books for sure. The Dave Rothenberg Show on 98.7 ESPN. Every sport could take a cue. Even the NFL could take a cue from the NBA. They do the offseason better than anybody. It's 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 way better than the the, the, the postseason was. The offseason never disappoints. And it is not all right. Sometimes it takes a little while to get going. The baseball offseason, sometimes it feels like the, the whole winter it takes to get going. It is like two weeks till spring training and then everybody signs. It's terrible. The NBA, they do it right. So a couple of questions that I threw out to you there before the break. And we'll take your phone calls here in a second. 1-800-919-ESPN. Legacy. Oh, my God. We oh, well, Everybody's got to be focused with legacy. So Kevin Durant's legacy. Well, you can start with the fact that he is one of the greatest players that has ever played the sport. Not debatable, right? It, it, there's no debate for that. Now, where you put him, that's kind of maybe a little bit up for debate, but these things are always going to be up for debate. But I would say he's probably one of the 20 best players in the history of the sport. He's won two championships. He has two finals MVP. He is incredible. And that point cannot really be debated. But you know what else can't be debated? He took easily the easiest path to get a championship by joining the Warriors. It was the weakest move in the history of moves. And it kind of feels like he's been spiraling ever since. So, oh, I got, he got to, he's got to get one on his own now. Because would he have gotten one on his own without Golden State? Well, it's pretty clear he didn't think so, right? That's not really debatable. And what's also not really debatable is that this latest move, the way he's now bailing on Brooklyn, his, 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 his own selected place to go, and now that he's going to be on his, what, fourth team in six years? It just kind of makes him look like a clown. And, and I'm not saying anything away from him as a player on the court. That is not debatable. But when you talk about who gets the blame for Brooklyn, well, everybody gets the blame to a certain degree. But on the top of the list, on the top of the fecal roster, if you will, it's Kevin Durant. He was the guy running the show. When you're the guy running the show, you get the most blame when it doesn't work out. We, can, we all would not debate to get Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. The Nets basically had to turn over the organization to him. The coach, the players, the contracts, the trades, it was all about him. So if that's the case, if it's all about him and it completely flops the way it does, yeah, he gets the bulk of the blame. Of course he does. Of course he does. Well, well what about Kyrie? Yeah, well, I, I guess to a certain kind, Kyrie gets some, some of the blame as well. But we all kind of knew what Kyrie was going there. Now, going there, and, and since then, the last three years, has done nothing but, you know, cements what we thought that Kyrie was. Malcontent, he's never happy, he's never going to do, you know, he, every stop along the way. He wasn't happy in, in Cleveland, he wasn't happy in, in Boston, he's, he wasn't happy in, in Brooklyn. And, and this idea, well, the only thing that, 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 that derailed this was that dopey vaccine mandate. No, 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 no. If it wouldn't have been that with Kyrie Irving, it would have been something else. It was something else in Cleveland. It was something else in Boston. It was something else in his time with Brooklyn even before this. And I don't know where he's going to go next. There'll be something there as well. Kyrie Irving is addicted to Kyrie Irving. So I, I, don't, don't tell me that it, oh, it was just this one thing this one time. Yeah, okay. Keep explaining it away that way. The, 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 the reputation and the resume 
is is pretty well established. So when we're talking about um, his his uh, his legacy, Kevin Durant's legacy, there's now no debate that he's one of the greatest players of, of all time. But all the other stuff off the court, it, it makes him look kind of like a clown. And this one really kind of makes him look like. I mean, to join, to go from where he was. And then join a team that won 73 games the year before. That's just such a weak move. And now, another example. When the going gets tough, Kevin Durant gets going someplace else. Because he don't want it. He don't want to have to deal with it. And this one, to me, in some ways, is even worse. Because this he, he cashed in all the chips with, with, uh, with Golden State. And absolutely two finals, MVPs, all that stuff. But he had to get out of there because he wasn't getting enough credit. He had to do it on his own. He could do it on his own. You don't think I can do it on my own? Well, you didn't do it on your own. And, and you were not just the player. You were the GM. You were the guy running the whole thing. And the whole thing. Talking about driving the bus. He drove the bus off a cliff. Oof, that Nets organization's got a, a lot of work to do. And I've, I keep hearing about how Sean Marks is this genius. And there's, oh, my God, Sean Marks, Sean Marks. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck, pal. I'm going to need to see some examples now. If we're giving Kevin Durant the blame for everything that happened, I think that's fair because I don't think Sean Marks was the one pulling the strings. But now he's got the backing of ownership. He's the one that's got to go out there and kind of fix this. Let's get to work. Roll up your sleeves. It's going to be a late night. Going to be a late night. All right. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. It is Gordon Damer filling in for Dave Rothenberg. 98.7 FM ESPN New York. Let's go out to the phones here. We'll start things off. Uh, let's see here. Let's, uh, let's go to Greg in Jersey. Greg, you're first up on the Dave Rothenberg Show. Hey, Gordon. I called in a couple months ago with March Madness, and I absolutely froze, so my buddies were making fun of me. So I had to call him back and redeem myself. All right. Uh, you, ever see that, you, you ever see that meme with James Franco when he's hanging with the noose and he's looking over at you and he's going first right. time? First time, right, that's yeah. How I, yeah, that's how I feel with the Nets, man. I, I'm 33 years old. I've been a Nets fan since they were in Jersey, since they had Jason Kidd, Kmart, all those guys. And it's just like ever since then, they've made back-to-back championships, been downhill. They did that uh, Kevin Garnett trade, Paul Pierce. They traded everything away. Here we are 10 years later, back in the same spot. It's like the same story, just different clowns with the Nets. It's like yeah, it one kind of moment of heartbreak after. Yeah, it's one moment of heartbreak after another with these guys. I, it's like, what you expect it. It's the Nets. Wait, it, they're not going to get any better. You know, it's, it's just years of heartbreak and misery, but I'm too far into my life now to change to any other team. Oh, no, that's and a sign just, of a terrible person. You can't change teams. Uh, you know, that's you the can't. thing, Greg. Uh, it, it's one thing, you know, in the NBA, it's very hard to win because to win, generally you have to have two of the top ten players in the sport, and, the, and there's teams that are always just going to kind of be in no man's land. Like the Knicks have been in no man's land here for the last 20 years. The Nets have not been in no man's land but they are in some ways more disappointing because they, especially this last group, it seemed like they were on their way to something relevant. They completely scrapped that to bring in the two superstars and somehow it, 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 it added up to absolutely the right nothing. Thing. It never even got remotely close to what you thought it was going to be. 
they do the right thing. They build from the draft. They develop these players. Jared Allen, you know, you're like, all right, yeah. we're we're on our way. We're on our way. Like this is you know, we're we're going to the promised land, right? This is what we should be doing the whole time. And then they blow it up. They give they sell the farm. They give away our whole future for maybe like a possible bite at the apple, which I understand, right? You get you know, we haven't won since you know back before I was even a thought. Then they get so close or theoretically so close, not even, you know, the record wise, but theoretically they have the pieces in play and then it just blows up again in our face all over again. And then it's like everybody's freaking out. How could they do this? How could they do this? I've been a Nets fan forever. I'm like, here we go again. This is this is our MO. This is what we do. Yeah. Well, look, Greg, and thanks for the phone call. it's easy to criticize the Nets for, for making this move of bringing in Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, but any organization just about would have made that move. I think that the first real warning sign was that they, did, they started to immediately strip away everything that the Nets had built up because they were running the show, they were the ones in charge, and they were going to show you that they were the ones in charge. You know, when they came on board... You thought that it was the melding of superstar talent with what the Nets had already been building and this supposed culture that they had been building, but they they started stripping away at that culture right away, right? I mean, as soon as they fired Kenny Atkinson, that should have been the first warning sign that, hey, you know what? Maybe this is not going to be as as easy as we think. And the and, and again, the warning signs, maybe they're tough to see at first, but at some point... The, the warning signs are the, the, the signal on a train. They're just screaming at you. And this past year, it's just been one thing after another thing after another thing. So, and now you're right back. It's like a you ever read your kids a story at night? It's one of those like circle stories. The story starts in the same place that it ends. The Nets are, the Nets are a, a perfect example of a circle story. They're right back to where they began. Uh, before Kevin Durant and Kyrie even were even a uh, possibility for them. Let's go out to uh, Jay is in the Bronx. Jay, you're next up on the Dave Rothenberg Show. Good morning, Dave. How you doing today, boys? Hey, Jay, what's going on, man? How are you? Good, good. Um, I just want to say, man, I'm loving the energy this morning on this KD um, situation. You hit the nail right on the head with the word clown. He is a straight clown. Um, I can't even, there's no, nothing really uh, else to say besides that, man. I mean, this is, uh, this is disgusting, man. This is really bad. It's a bad look for him, for his legacy, just for everything, man. Um, any team that wants to pick up KD from now on, they deserve everything they get. And that goes for Kyrie also. Um, I just want to oh, say again, I love the energy this morning. Thank you, appreciate man. It, I, I appreciate that. Uh, uh, I, I credit it mostly to the two cups of coffee I've already had. It's, it's not. It's not as. Uh, I'll, th- I'll say this though: doing this show after doing the five a.m. show. Oof! This is. I got to sleep in today. Uh, this is like a nightcap now. Uh, that's top 5 of the morning. Top of the morning. <laughs> top of the morning. Yeah, that that one rolls around early. That happens the night before. You get up for that one, but. Um, Hey, look, for, for whoever gets into bed with Kyrie Irving, I don't want, ever want to hear any, any, anything ever again. Don't, don't, come, don't come complaining to me. You, you know, this is – how could anybody establish who they are more than that guy? And it will only be a matter of time before 
Wherever he does go, the stories will pop up. The drama will start. And again, much like Kevin Durant in some ways, his talent on the court is, is undeniable. You know, you watch his handle. You watch the way he's able to get wherever he wants to go on a court. And he is an incredible player. This idea, though, I, I heard people in the week, well, he's a top five player. You can't be a top five player in the sport when you don't play the sport. <laughs> How can you be a top five player when he never plays any games? Well, I think the number we came up with was 41% of the... He played 41% of the Nets games. Well, he's a top five player. Well, of the percentage of games that he plays, but when you're missing more than half of them, no, you can't be a top five top five talent mate. I don't even know if he's that, but I, I can think of five guys I would rather have just even on talent than Kyrie Irving. And when you bring the other stuff into the equation... <laughs> Yikes. Lou is in Staten Island. Lou, you're next up on the Dave Rothenberg Show. Good morning, brother. How are you? I'm good, Lou. What's going on, man? Bless, I'm going to be very honest about this. I am a diehard Nets fan. And Nets I am fan. very okay. upset. Gotcha. I, I, am, I, I, I grew up in this. I hate, I hate Brooklyn. I can't stand them. But I'm very upset that this happened. Because as a Nets fan, I was very excited watching this blow up. I wanted Tyree to sign his extension because it was joyful to watch them just tumble every season. But now, I was listening to you before before I called in. Brooklyn, in my opinion, is in a better spot than they should be. Because after yesterday's trade with Rudy Gobert, Brooklyn is walking away with five first-round picks. They're walking away with an all-star here. They're walking away with talent after they trade Kevin Darnett. They're going to be fine. And for Tyree, they're going to probably trade him to the Lakers. They're probably going to bite the bullet and take Westbrook for one season. But they're going to force the Lakers to give him a first-round pick. Like, Brooklyn is in a position where they're going to walk away better than they should be. I never wanted this to happen. I wanted Tyree to sign his mass contract because I wanted to watch this ship burned to the ground, and I wanted it to have no way out. But unfortunately, because KD wants to be a clown, they now have a way out. They now have a superstar who is ten to- 100 times better than Rudy Gobert with four years left on his contract. They're walking away with talent. and Well, well Lou, 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 it hasn't happened as of yet, and they will eventually, and, and that's the that should be the only goal here of, of trying to get him someplace where they get the most back, whether whether he wants to go there or not. The, the Nets have to start thinking about the Nets now and not about Kevin Durant, but that has not happened yet. Let's see, let's see when that deal eventually goes down what the Nets actually do get back because in terms of talent, it's very hard to get dollar for dollar, never mind, uh, you know, getting more value back for the player that you're trading away when you're trading away a player like Kevin Durant. The Dave Rothenberg Show on 98.7 ESPN. We still have a lot of stuff to do, and um, we'll get into the Knicks here at 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number because they made uh, their own, you know, it's not just about things that happen to other people. The Knicks are are making moves, and uh, I want to dive into the whole Jalen Brunson signing and what's next for them. But this KD news has made people, and, and, and Kyrie and everything with the Nets, has made people nuts. I mean, people are starting to lose it. I saw Kendrick Perkins on the other day talking about uh, that, that KD bailing on another organization, that, he's, that it's a sign of bravery or that he's proud of them. I mean, it's, that's ridiculous. But it's not as ridiculous as the most ridiculous headline that I saw this week. I brought this up with Dan Grassi yesterday on uh, filling in for DPH Ron Rothenberg. 
The Post put out a headline, and this is it. And, and tell me if this does not make you just laugh out loud at it. Ready? Quote, Ben Simmons is now the key to the Nets rebuild. <laughs> like that kind of party. <laughs> if that's, I don't know what plan Sean Marks is going to, to put together, but I'm pretty sure he is not going to make Ben Simmons now the key to the Nets rebuild. And if he does, oh dear God, whoo, yikes. Because as, look, as bad as Kyrie Irving's rep is, as unreliable as we all now know as, as, as he is, and as, as delusional as he is, he is still far more appealing than Ben Simmons. For as little as Kyrie Irving plays, he plays more than Ben Simmons. For all of Kyrie's injuries history, he still plays more than, than, than Ben Simmons. He doesn't play, and it seems like he has no intention of playing. He has no interest in playing. And even when he does play, he's a flawed player. Kyrie, for all the, crit, you know, all the criticism we give him uh, of, of things that uh, he does off the court and his own personality... He's a brilliant player on the court. He's fantastic on the court. Simmons, even when he's on the court, he's a flawed player. And he's still owed $115, $120 million over the next three years. And I, you know, I know this might not be sensitive enough to say, but he's viewed, for lack of a better word, as basically a head case. So good luck with all of that. So, yeah, I would think that the Nets are not going to build their rebuild around Ben Simmons because if the Nets have not learned at this point, if, not, if they've learned nothing else from this whole affair is you can't rely on unreliable people. And I, even, even with Kyrie Irving in the league, I don't think that there's anyone more unreliable than Ben Simmons. All right, so 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Let's get into the Knicks a little bit because they – they go out and they make their first move. Hopefully it's not their last move with the, uh, the addition of Jalen Brunson. Four years, $104 million for him. Uh, I think it's clear it might be a, an overpay to a degree. But as I brought up during the week and people bring up in free agency all the time, if you only make reasonable offers financially, you'll always come in third. And this was a, this was a move the Knicks needed to make from the, the connection point of view, right? Like if the Knicks were not able to land Jalen Brunson after hiring uh, Rick Brunson, after the connections that Leon Rose has with Brunson, that Leon Rose's son is currently his agent, then it would almost be like a loser leave town match in the, the WWE. Like you, you can't credibly, credibly point to, Hey, we have all these connections around the league and you can't land this guy. And this was not a foregone conclusion at the start of it. It might seem that way now because of the connections, but this could always have gone sideways. Even on draft night, would it really have surprised anybody who's watched the Knicks for the last you know, 10, 20 years that they would be an organization that cleared out cap space for a player and then still didn't land the player? I mean, they just did that not that long ago when it came to Kevin Durant. So... Bravo to the Knicks for getting their man. This was clearly a person that they targeted. They landed him. It does kind of, and you know, you correct me if I'm wrong. I think at this point, it kind of shows you that hiring a GM for his connections is kind of pointless because there is no person in the league running an organization that could ever, I mean, how could you have more connections to a player than Leon Rose had to Jalen Brunson? And even then, they still had to give him a contract that's, I think by all accounts, 
is a bit of an overpay. Even if he turns out to be a sensational player, you're probably going to still be paying him. I don't think anybody looks at Jalen Brunson as being, he's going to be one of the top, you know, 15, 20 players in the league. But it would have been organizational malpractice. It would have been organizational negligence to not address the point guard this offseason when that has been such a run. I mean, if you did nothing else this offseason, the Knicks had to address that. I mean, I, I gave you the, 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 you know, think back of some of the starting point guards the Knicks have had here uh, on opening night and during the season. It's not exactly been, um, you know, murderer's row of point guards, right? So now it becomes about what, what, what's next, what else uh, we'll see about the Donovan Mitchell thing. Here's the thing about the Brunson thing, and I really get, I think it's what it gets down to, because a Nick fan, I, I think, is, is kind of um, conflicted. For me, I don't like the, the path that the Knicks cho- chose to walk when they went with Leon Rose. And they decided that, you know what, we're going to establish credibility. We're going to try to win now as much as we can. And we're going to try to build this kind of on the fly. There's not going to be a teardown. We're not going to kick this around for the next couple of years and, and, um, and tank for sure. I did not like that approach. I would have thought long-term rather than short-term. For me, it would not have been about win now as much as I can while putting pieces in place. I would have tanked. I would have done everything that I could to take the next two or three years to build this up from the ground level and not make any missteps along the way. I wouldn't have hired uh, Tibbs as the head coach. I probably would have went the Kenny Atkinson route. Uh, I would not have gone short-term thinking. I would have went long-term thinking. That said, that's not what they did. So... I think it's pointless to just continually go over the same thing. I wouldn't have done this. I wouldn't have done that. The the, the path that they chose was to win now. And I wasn't complaining. No one was complaining when they, two years ago, made the fourth seed in the Eastern Conference. Nobody was complaining. Now, last year, there were plenty of complaints. There were nothing but complaints. But I think it's kind of pointless to just kind of go over, over, and over again. Well, no, I don't like this move. I want to. They're not going to do the teardown. They're not going to go and, 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 and lose for the next three years. They want to establish something. That's the path that they're on. So if we're on this path, I'm not going to be the backseat driver that's constantly saying, oh, we should have done this back then. We should have done this three years ago. We should have done this two years ago. We should have taken Ty- Tyrese Halliburton instead of Obi Top. We know all this. We can't just continually go over the same things over and over and over again. So since we're on this path, let's see if we can make some of the right moves on this path that we're on, even though I don't know if it's going to get to the destination that I want to go. So from that point of view, I kind of like the Jalen Brunson move because, again, you had to get a point guard on this organization. They know this player. They have a connection there. You would have to think that they, they know him not just as a person but as a player. They've scouted him. They know all the ins and outs and that he is going to come here. And it's not just about his production. It's about you're hoping that he's going to be able to put people in the right positions to succeed. So last year, I think no team in the NBA had fewer assists than the Knicks. No team had a slower pace to get into their offense. He should be able to kind of fix those things. Now, is it enough to make up the six or seven games they missed the play-in game by? I'm not sure about that. I'd like to think that there are going to be other moves along the way. They still have stockpiled all these picks that they have to turn into something. 
And I will simply say, I, I mean, from everybody around the league, it seems like there's no way that Donovan Mitchell is going to stay for a rebuild in Utah now that they traded Rudy Gobert in that deal that they made. And even more importantly, uh, there's no way that Danny Ainge is going to like halfway do a rebuild. That doesn't make any sense at all. So between those two things, it's, it, you don't have to... You don't need to, to, to read the writing on the wall to know kind of what it says. And, and it would seem like Utah is getting ready to do the rebuild now that they've traded Rudy Gobert. So I don't know if that's the next move that the Knicks make, but there has to be more moves here along the way. It's nice to build up all these assets that you're, you're hoping are eventually going to turn into something. And you're, you're able to finally land the, the disgruntled superstar. On the, on the disgruntled superstar express, here's Donovan Mitchell coming right down the, coming right down the pike. So we'll see if, uh, if that late leads to something with the Knicks. It could lead to something with the Nets. But in terms of what the Knicks have already done, I like it, but I need to see more. And hopefully there is more this offseason. This portion of the Dave Rothenberg Show is brought to you by Superbook Sports. Superbook Sports is live in New Jersey. Visit Superbook.com for all the latest odds and promotions. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, let's get to a couple more calls in here. Jerry is in the car. Jerry, you're next up on the Dave Rothenberg Show. Yeah, good morning. The, you was talking about the Nets, you know, like uh, and the Kyrie and the Durant situation. Mm-hmm. I'm a Knicks fan for 47 years. We've never had a caliber type player as these two guys. You know what I mean? So, like, even if this was a disaster, at least they landed them, and they landed them both. We've been putting out, at least for 25 years, absolute garbage. We sell tickets with absolute nonsense, the Knicks. Like, the way this organization is run is by far the worst in the league. And like, oh, that's for, not true. So the Knicks like, right now? No, the Knicks yeah, are not the worst yeah. in the league now. There's, there's worse organizations for, right for now. For 25 years, they're the worst. Well, but I mean, they they, they right have now, far more credibility. I mean, they they won like, thirty five games last year, Jerry. I mean, they, you can't say that the worst team in the league right now. When they they they, they are ten teams that were worse below than. average, average or below for at least twenty five years. Like, well, they, they, I mean, they, nobody's going to tell you that the Knicks, Knicks have been a, a model organization. That's for sure. Then? Like, really, like, we're supposed to be get excited. Like, it's cool. It's like a step. Exact. I'll agree with you. Like, Brunson's a step, stepping stone right now, but like. We're supposed to really get excited over this. Like they, they announced the other day, there's 60 million for 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 Robinson. Like really, like this is exciting for us. Like th- these guys are like regular role players. They're nobodies. They're really nobodies. And they've been putting out nobodies for years and years and years. So I get the disaster in Brooklyn, but at least they had a disaster of of super. But Jerry, you're just saying that the Knicks we are a disaster. Had nothing. But you're, you're just saying that the Knicks are a disaster, but at least the Nets had a good disaster when it was just. A, I mean, it was, it, it was I mean, a laughing. I stop. would rather have a. I would rather have a disaster with some superstars than than the. the what does it matter? The Knicks have been doing for years. We signed, well, well, look, we signed, Jerry, like, I'm not. I'm not going to tell you that the, the Knicks have been a run, a well-run organization. Uh, and, and you're right. I mean, the Knicks have not had a player like Kevin Durant. If I'm telling you that Kevin Durant is one of the top 20 players of, in the history of the sport. It's kind of hard to find 19 guys better, and it's certainly hard to find any of the 19 that have ever played on the Knicks. That's for sure. I'll get. I'll grant you that they've not had any of those guys maybe ever, and certainly not any time in the last 25 years. But now, if we're going to look at the well, you know what? At least the Nets were able to get the two guys and then have a uh, a, uh, a huge flop. 
Now, that, that, I don't think that you get credit for landing the guys and then turning it into absolutely nothing in the process. I don't think that's the way it works. The Dave Rothenberg Show on 98.7 ESPN. He's pompous. Listen, shut up and I'll tell you the story. He's arrogant. Do you think there's a lot of things out there that I wouldn't be good at? And sometimes he's downright mean. I know you know what that's like. To be that uncomfortable, pimply-faced, not very popular kid. <laughs> but now it's your chance to prove him wrong. It's dumb. Call 800-919-3776 with your question and let's stump Dave Rothenberg. Well, he's already been stumped. He's not here. But it is Gordon Damer trying his best to fill in on this segment. And I have done this a few times now. Sometimes I've been very, very... There was one time, I think, the first seven questions I got right. Other times, eh, not so much. More, you know, middle of the road. I had a Jeremy Lin-like moment one time. But uh, overall, I've done fairly well. I will say, I hope that this week at 1-800-919-ESPN... The questions are better because last week the questions were terrible. I mean, they were so confused. I didn't even know what I was asking. I had one that I actually got right. I had to go back and find people were reaching out to me. No, you actually got that one right. Chris Carlin is actually tweeting me. No, that that's the right answer. So it was a complete Mm. mess last week. So I'm just told, and this is not uh, just being bitter and being a crybaby because again, after all was said and done, I went four and one last week. So I still did an excellent job, but I'm hoping the fact that Ty Butler is not here and Anthony Pusick is here from the Michael K show, that the questions will at least be somewhat better. Now, Jake Montgomery, last week, I did not go to you or Ty. Maybe that was a mistake on my part. Maybe your, clearly your questions would have been better last week. Do you have a question for this week? Yeah, so I play with Dave every week, and Dave actually gives me compliments. Whenever there is a bad call, he kind of says that I am the model for what a good question is. And just again, it's a question that's supposed to be interesting. It can be any topic. It doesn't have to be sports. But it's something that you would want to say to like a coworker or someone that... Right, you're sitting around the bar and you're trying to stump your buddies, right. It's not, in 1843, what... English right. queen, you know, we, no. we don't need that. No, we don't need that. All no right. one needs that. And I should tell you, even before you start, Stump Rothenberg on 98.7 ESPN is brought to you by Slomans. So you can go ahead, Jake. You got All right, one sounds good. So I do yeah. have a question for you today, and it deals with the Knicks. So we've talked okay. a lot about the Nets and a lot of people leaving. The Knicks actually made some big news last night. They agreed to re-sign center Mitchell Robinson to a four-year, $60 million deal, which is obviously good news for the Knicks. However, there's a deeper meaning beneath it, and that's where my question comes in. Okay. By re-signing with New York, Mitchell Robinson became the first Knicks draft pick in 23 years to earn a multi-year second contract with the team, breaking a curse that obviously has lasted over two decades. So who was the last player besides Mitchell Robinson to earn a multi-year second contract with the team? I would believe it's Charlie Ward. Is that correct? Is that your final answer? You locked Yeah, it I, I think that's my final answer. Well, Gordon. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, so I got a little worried there. I was taking a little too long there. I, yeah, I, I, saw, I saw that. That was a very easy question. I appreciate it. That was like a Mitchell Robinson like layup. There you go. Right so, the- again, Dave is one of the smart, and not that you're not one of the smartest people I know. No, you I'm are. Not. I try to pause for a little dramatic effect gotcha. maybe to get you off your game, but mm-hmm. realistically, 
Dave is the best at this. He is. It's his segment. It's so when, his segment, of so course. So when people if fill he's not, in. not, that would be a problem. When people fill in, I don't know, like, should I go extremely hard? But I'm glad, you know, that was an easy one for you. So good job. Starting off 1-0. Well, I start out 1-0, and that's going to do it for, no, I'm not, I'll, I'll go on a little bit longer than that. But um, maybe not long, not, maybe not much longer. And if the, I'll say this right now. I'm prefacing this right now. If the questions aren't better this week, we're, we're ending this thing right out of the box. Well, I, I will end this. Don't make me turn this Stump Rothenberg around, people, because I'll do it. All right. Uh, do you have any suggestions for where I should go for the first caller, Jake? Is there somebody uh, that has well, called in already An- at 1-800-919-ESPN? Plug the phone number. Yes. Yeah. Anthony is actually in for Ty. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's usually in with the K show, of course. So I trust in him to do an excellent job. So let's ask him if he has any callers that he'd like to go to. Really high one that expectations stands out. for me. I haven't yes. done I haven't done Stum Brothenberg in, in years. All right, no um, excuses. They all know, like listen, a champion. We're already Come getting on. them ready, especially because I, I talked so highly about myself for uh what I learned on TikTok. Chris and Beth Page always seems to have a good question when I hear him right. on with Dave. So Okay. All right. That's not the most ringing endorsement in the world, but Chris and Beth Page are first up on Stump Rothenberg on this Saturday. Chris, good morning. I appreciate that, Anthony. Uh, also, I think you were 4-1 last week, and I was the only one that stumped you. on the. There you go. Uh, All right. Well, then maybe I should have left you to the end. Uh, maybe good that's a mistake Lord, already on good. my part. Go ahead, Chris. Okay. Any, anyhow. All right. So, movies. Uh What's the all-time highest-grossing sitcom movie? Uh, oh, I sitcom say romantic movie? Comedy. I apologize. Romantic comedy. Highest-grossing, you said. Romantic comedy. <sighs> Let me ask and you I this. Give you, yeah, I'll uh, give okay. you a hint. It, okay. it, was, it was within the last. It was within the last. Let's say twenty-five years. Hmm. Highest grossing. I'll another hand if you want it. It's in the last twenty years, you said. Yeah, but yeah, right around the last twenty years. Yep, early two thousands. <sighs> early two thousands. Highest grossing. Now, gross means what they paid for it, what they put into it, uh, uh, minus what they got no, out. No, of no, it, right? no. That that would be net. That would be net. Just okay. Just, this know, is just you, what you made the most like money. That. I never know right. net uh, gross. I, I'm very confused by all that stuff. Um, it's the last twenty years. I'll tell you this much: it was a sleeper hit. It was a uh-huh. sleeper, and it was no major stars. Nobody really no heard major of anybody stars. that was. All right, so I had a, I have a couple that I, I, I'm thinking of. Um, I'm trying to think of which one it would probably be: romantic comedy. Um, I kind of, I, I kind of think that it might have been one of those Judd Apatow movies, but you're saying it had no major stars in it. And then no, so major no major stars. stars. So it had to be like a like a real breakout hit. So the first one that kind of comes to mind that separates itself is My Big Fat Greek Wedding or whatever it was. So I'm probably. Trying to think, is that the last twenty years? Sometimes these movies, you, you're, you're shocked that they're they're a lot older than you think. Uh, romantic comedy, yeah. I, I guess I'll probably go with my big fat Greek wedding. And you would be right, going. Yeah, there we go. Two and zero. Oh. That's going to do it for Stump Rothenberg for the now. Oh, we'll keep going. Two and zero, oh, right? Perfect. Uh, do we have another suggestion for uh, our next question here on Stump uh, Rothenberg? Let's go with Anthony in New Jersey. 
Anthony is in New Jersey, my New Jersey brethren. Anthony, you're next up on Stump Rothenberg. What's up, my brother? How you doing? I'm good, Anthony. I hope it's a nice, easy one. I like easy questions. Uh, well, we'll see. All right. <laughs> um, NFL question. Okay. What NFL franchise holds the uh, best turnover ratio in a single season with a plus 43? Best turnover ratio for a single season. Now, give me uh, give me a time. Uh, like, I guess I can't ask for a time frame, right? Best turnover ratio all time for a single season. Yes. And what did you say the turnover ratio was? Plus forty three. Plus forty three. Wow. Hmm. Now let me ask you. Let me ask you this: Is this like in the Super Bowl era, or is this something like way back in the day? Super Bowl era. Super Bowl era. All right. Uh, best turnover ratio in a single season. Well, you'd have to think it has to be one of the a great a great defense. So you're thinking like 85 Bears, you're thinking the Giants teams, best turnover ratio, uh, Super Bowl era. Maybe one of the Steelers teams. Do I got to give you the year? Because if no, I got to give you the year, I got no I'll shit. I'll give, I'll give you the year All right, give me the year. But all right, all right. Uh, I don't have to give you the year. All right. Um, no. I'm going to go, I don't know. I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the Giants. Give me the Giants. I'll lock it in. Uh, it was 1983 Washington Redskins. Ah! <laughs> I feel like I was so close to that. 1983 Washington Redskins. All right. Well, can't get them all right. One more. Let's go uh, get a couple more in here. Um, let's go to, uh, let's see here. Tony is in Massapequa, my old stomping grounds. Tony, my friend, you're next up on Stump Rothenberg. So what am I, two and one now? That's not terrible. How you doing? Hey, Tony. So, what's going on, pal? What color, what color was Carol's wedding dress in the first episode of the Brady Bunch? Oh, my God. I mean, uh, seriously, what color was Mrs. Brady's wedding dress? Uh, I mean, it's going to have to be a complete. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't even remember that. I don't even know I've necessarily seen the episode um, that she had a wedding dress. Um, Here's the story of a lovely lady. I mean, it can't be white. I'm already ruled out white because it obviously can't be white. Because uh, then it wouldn't be a question. Right. Um, bu- 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 what would be another color for a wedding dress? Um, so I had never seen the episode until this morning. We started watching it. Really? All right. Yeah, I, I got to be honest with you. I, you know, you, you, it's one of those shows you figure you've seen every episode, but I don't know that I necessarily have ever seen that episode. Um, yeah, be, uh, maybe a blue... Maybe uh, like what other color would she have worn? I don't. I don't know that there's other. Uh, can't be white. Maybe a pink. Uh, uh, 
I'm trying to think. I, I don't know that I would know this, so I will go with blue. Is it blue, Tony? No, it was like a yellow gold color. All right. Didn't know it. Didn't know it. Maybe that, you maybe you had the dress thing, Gordon. You thought the dress was black and blue. It was actually white and gold. Right, yeah, so and I'm very old. So it might, yeah, it might be one of those things. Maybe we'll see if we can find some sort of loophole down the road. Uh, again, these that's, questions. Look, that's two and two. What are, what are these questions? This guy literally probably just ended the Brady Bunch episode. Right, and like, just called, hey, just picked up the phone. <laughs> you want me to sitting around in his underwear, just sitting around in his own fill there? Hey, let me Gordon, throw this one out what's, there. What cereal was I eating while oh watching the God, Brady what Bunch? Are these qu- well, well what, what are you making fun of? You're the person taking the calls, no? Or is that uh, is that Dan? No, no, I thing? am. So oh, I, look, I said, well, I heard I mean, it. I was like, wow, that's I mean, gonna that's gonna probably be challenging. You want me to throw you a you want me to throw you a Breaking Bad question, Gordon? No, I don't. Give me Jonathan in L.A. Go ahead, Jonathan, my friend. Terrible questions. Hey, how's it going, uh, Gordon? Uh, all right, so here's the question. What color was Aaron Judge? Home? No, I'm just saying. Yeah, right. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> this is the question. What pitcher? I'm going to go easy on you. Right. Who's the all-time Yankees uh, pitcher will win? Say again? What? The uh, the the Yankees all-time wins pitcher. Like, the, oh. the pitcher that has the most wins with the Yankees all-time. Uh, Red Ruffing, right? Uh, oh no 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 no! Uh, uh, was it? Was it pet- oh no 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 no! Not, not, I didn't lock it in. Didn't lock it in. I always thought it was red ruffing. Is it? No, I didn't lock it in. Just don't don't be playing things that I know. I did not get it wrong yet. I did not take my hand off the piece. My goodness, David! I thought I was going easy on you. Yeah, uh, it is easy. Uh, I, you know, like sometimes it's so easy you start to to question yourself. Um, I think it's still Whitey Ford, right? Is it Whitey Ford? I think it's Whitey Ford. I'll, I'll lock in Whitey Ford. Yes, sir. You got it. All right. All right. <laughs> like I'm I'm missing Gimme Putts now. That's a winning record, people. And I don't want to be late. I think the Brady Bunch question got in your head. You're all rattled now. Yeah, I mean, it was just such a stupid question. It's a terrible question. Terrible question. All right, that's three and two, correct? That's correct. And you, like I said in the past, you know when you're in the gym shooting a basketball, when you end with like a shot going yes, through the net, absolutely. you might want to end it here. Yes. I mean, I, I don't know what's around the next corner. So that's going to do it for uh, Stump Rothenberg for this Saturday. And I should tell you that Stump Rothenberg is brought to you by the fine folks at Slomans. Call 1-800-ALARM-ME to receive a free doorbell camera with the installation of your Sloman shield. Keep your family safe. Call one 800 Alarm me. The Dave Rothenberg Show on 98.7 ESPN. I want to get into the story that you told me in the break about you actually, and and people should do this. If you enjoy my show, if you enjoy me on the station, and and even if you don't, do it anyway. Um, Go to the app. And tell people what you did because you, you know, you take it on the chin every week here with the, some of the questions on uh, on um, what I learned on TikTok. And Correct. Yes. You wanted to see if it was just you or if your friends would know some of this stuff as well. So, so explain to the audience what you did when you got home. So I worked with you last week. We played this great segment. And when I got home, I got home to my two roommates. We had a couple of friends, a couple of girls come over. We were just hanging out in the living room. Hey, we didn't, hey yeah, yeah, that kind of party. But no, realistically, we were we didn't know what to do. We were, kind of wanted to play a game. So it came to my head. You know what? I played a great game earlier today, what I learned on TikTok. So what I did is I played the segment on my radio 
once the four options were over, I stopped it and I went around the room and got all of their answers to see what they thought was the right answer. And to see my friends struggle with it made me feel a little bit better that maybe it's not just me getting all these wrong. But again, Anthony's talking a big game. So I'm excited to to see his dreams get crushed. And again, if you're you're a listener and you like the segment, I definitely recommend doing the same. It's a great great party game. It's funny to say that a sports radio segment would be a great party game, but this is really one of the more entertaining segments on all of sports radio, my friend. All right. Well, and, and of course, you can find it on the all new ESPN New York app, usually, you know, a little bit after the show ends. But we're going to do it right now. And, and if you've never heard it before, you say, what is this? What I learned on TikTok? I, as a 51 year old man, spend way too much time on the TikTok app. But I do so because of how much I learned. And I've crafted that knowledge into a segment. It's very simple. Hit the music, Jake. How it works. I will give you four pieces of information Three of which I've just made up. I just come. I, they're completely not true. They sound ridiculous. They are ridiculous because they're not true at all. But one of them will also sound ridiculous, but it's absolutely true. And it is something that I learned on TikTok. And by the way, did you have you watched Yankee games lately? I haven't seen it anywhere else. But TikTok has now changed their slogan to TikTok taught me which is actually a better name for the segment. But it's what I learned on TikTok, but I feel like they're ripping me off. I think you need a sponsorship. Yeah, I think so too, but I'd love to be one of those influencers. We'll get oh. sales on it, Gordon. Think sales about, will take just care Think of about it. how much better the world would be if I could influence people. That would be sensational. Oh, I'd love that power. It would completely go to my head. I'd be drunk on power, people. All right, who's going up first here? Is it Anthony? Is it uh, Jake? I say we save the best for last, so I'll go first. All right. Let me get to the top of the page here. And if you want to get involved, you can. 1-800-919-ESPN. If you think you're so smart. All right, Jake, here we go. Number one. Sloths. The animal sloths are the only animal that does not fart. Number two. An Academy Award is priceless, obviously, to the winner, but the award actually has a raw value of only 35 bucks. Number three. The eighth president, Martin Van Buren, was known to be an avid skinny dipper. Or, number four. Booze was invented before the wheel. So to recap for the audience. Let's do that. Sloths, only animal that does not break wind. Number two, an Academy Award has a raw value of only about $35. Eighth President Martin Van Buren, known to be an avid skinny dipper. And number four, booze invented even before the wheel. All right, so I'm just going to repeat it back very quickly to you to make sure that I have it. Sloths are the only animal that don't fart. Yep. The Academy Award, the actual award, the raw value is $35. Yeah, around $35. Around $35. Uh, The third one, Martin Van Buren is a big skinny dipper. He was, yeah. He's the eighth president. He's dead now. My dad actually went to Martin Van Buren High School. Van Buren boys, like from Seinfeld. I hope he wasn't skinny dipping. I hope not. (laughs) For the the sake of his classmates, I hope he was not. And the last one is booze is older than... The wheel. The wheel, which is a... Quite an invention we have there. Yeah. All right. So, I honestly thought I heard before. I might. This might be the first time that I nailed it, and I've okay. actually said that before. And when I've said that, I still don't nail it. <laughs> right. But I thought I've seen somewhere that when someone wins an Academy Award, that 
they can't sell it on their own. Like, there's a certain thing that has to do with if you want to sell your award, you can only sell it for like one dollar. I think I've read that. I could be okay. completely wrong. So I'm actually going to lock in the with Academy Award. the Academy Award. Now, usually Jake goes through the process of, you know, eliminating two, sticking with two. This time he goes right to one. And he's wrong right out of the bat. Right off the bat, people. Incorrect. No, it actually has a raw value of about 600 bucks. All right. So whatever I learned, it was not on TikTok, which no, it, it no. might have been Twitter. Because fake all the news, fake people. Fake news on Twitter. Fake news. It's funny. I was actually talking with my friend the other day. It's like anything you see on Twitter, you need to double check to make oh, sure it's true. Because it's all fake. even if it has 500,000 likes, <laughs> there's still no, a it, Then it's probably absolutely false. You know, it's funny. I put up a picture of uh, me and my wife at the uh, Paul McCartney show. And people were like, oh, what a great shot. Enjoy the show. And one guy said, oh, you're obviously going bald. Shave your head. You can think I'm old. You can think I'm ugly. Balding is not so... I'm like, you are. You might be the dumbest person on the internet to think that I am going... I have sensational hair. <laughs> I was about to say, that night when you were at the Paul McCartney, I was working with Larry, and I think we did a whole segment on how great your hair looks. So that that's a that weird... That guy is just out That lost. guy is jealous, I think, lost. of your sensational right, hair. Let's get back to the game yeah, here. So- Sloths can't fart. Uh, eighth president, Martin Van Buren, skinny dipper, booze, wheel. What she got? All right. So sloth seemed like an animal to me that would certainly fart. Like if I could think of an animal that would fart, it would be like a lazy sloth that kind of just lays there. So I'm going to not say that one. Okay. Eliminating it. Eliminating that, which of course probably means it's the right answer. Probably. Uh, booze is older than the wheel. I just don't think so. I'm going to make my dad proud. A Martin Van Buren boy and say that his high school that it was named after, the president, was a big fan of skinny dipping. Lock it in? Locked in. I think you would make your dad proud if you ever got one of these right. Uh, No, that is incorrect. It is also incorrect. So again, like we've seen many times before, the two that Jake has eliminated already, one of them is the right answer. So sloths don't fart, or, um, or the only animal that does not fart, or booze was invented before the wheel. Which one you got now? Hot shot? Well, we... <laughs> hot shot, yes, exactly. That should be the new nickname. But we had a lot of outrage a couple of weeks ago when we played, and what was it, that sharks were older than trees? Uh, no, the, 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 there's more trees on the planet than stars in the galaxy. Oh, okay, that's the one that got a lot yeah, of people Yeah, people were, so. oh man. And so, that is true. There are more trees on the planet than stars in the sky. And that's something we all learned from Gordon yep. Damer. We yep. learned it on TikTok. I'm going to go with between the sloths and the booze and the wheel. You know what? I'm going to go with sloths are the only animal that don't fart. You know what, Gordon? You don't have to ask me if I'm locking it in because I already did. All right. There you go. Locked it in. And he is 0 for 3, people. No, yeah. He is uh, incorrect again. Booze. We were drinking booze even before we came up with the wheel. And that may be why it took so long for us to come up with the wheel. Because we're all lying around drunk in our own filth. So uh, I don't yeah. know why I love this now, game so much because I'm so you're bad. terrible. I'm at terrible. It. We're terrible. Sloths actually do not uh, fart, but they're not the only animal that doesn't do it. 
And the list of... Uh, How long again, is that list? Is there like a list on TikTok that you just spent an hour like, oh, wow. No, but I did... I, I have to go to Google to confirm all this thing, all these things. So my Google searches... I was about to say, if your wife looks up your Google search, she yeah. wouldn't even be like, he's che- he's not cheating, no. but he's doing some no, other No, but he's checking on, 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 on farts <laughs> on, on slop. So yeah, that's uh, it. All right, so uh, what was You're that? You're 0 for 3. 0 for yeah. 3. All right. All right, now, Mr. Hotshot, hot, who's been talking a big game... Hi, Gordon. Here is Anthony Pusick. He it's is uh, before the wheel. Be- better known uh, from, of uh, course, his great work on the Michael K. Show. All right, Hotshot. You got one right one time, and all of a sudden he's, uh, you know, touting it out like uh, he's uh, he's unbelievable. Here we go. Number one. Before opening Wendy's restaurants, Dave Thomas worked as a potato chip inspector. Number two. George Washington had only one tooth when he was sworn in as president. Number three, the inventor of trail mix was allergic to nuts. Or number four, Richard Nixon hated cottage cheese so much, he not only banned it from the White House when he was president, he even fired a White House cook for having it in the White House. So again, to recap, number one, uh, before opening Wendy's restaurant, the uh, creator of Wendy's, Dave Thomas, worked as a potato chip inspector. Number two, George Washington had only one tooth uh, left when he was sworn in as president. Number three, the inventor of trail mix, allergic to nuts. Number four, Richard Nixon hated cottage cheese, banned it from the White House. And even fired a, a cook because it was in the White House. I'm going to go with uh, Washington only had one tooth when he was inaugurated. You're going to lock that in, Hotshot? Yeah, I'll lock it in. God damn it. Darn it! What are you doing to me? You're ruining my segment here. Yes. I, I, I'm sorry, Gordon. George Washington had only one tooth remaining when he was sworn in as president. All right. You just stay right where you are, part, buddy, because uh, unlike uh, Stump Rothenberg, we're going to get this until you, uh, if you until you fail. Sounds good to me. Uh, do I go? Mm, which way do I go here with this guy? No, I think that one's too easy. All right. Here we go. You ready? Yes. Nah, I don't like that one. Don't like it. I'm I'm switching it up. All right, here we go. Number one, the Eiffel Tower has bumps along its legs that spell out the French national motto in Braille. That's number one. Number two, it's believed that 26% of all Europeans have been conceived on an Ikea bed. Number three, Cleopatra was born closer to the invention of Instagram than the building of the Great Pyramids. Or number four, bubblegum got its pink color originally because its inventor, Walter Diemer, I think it is, D-I-E-M-E-R, was getting back at his ex-wife who hated the color pink. All right, so number uh, one again, Eiffel Tower bumps along the legs that spell out the French national motto in Braille. Number two, 26% of all Europeans have been conceived on an Ikea bed. Number three, Cleopatra born closer to the invention of Instagram than the building of the Great Pyramids. Or number four, Bubblegum got its pink color because its inventor, Walter Diemer, was getting back at his ex-wife who hated the color pink. I like the Ikea one. Let's go with that one. I'll lock it in. Lock it in. I like that you picked that one because it's wrong. 
Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Believe that 10% of all Europeans, uh, I mean, that's still a lot of IKEA beds, people. Still a lot of IKEA beds. Good for the Swedish. Yes. Making such a great product. All right. So you're that one that you can cross that one off the list. So you got the Eiffel Tower, the bumps on the legs. Cleopatra, born closer to the invention of Instagram than the building of the Great Pyramids, or Bubblegum, pink color, Walter Diemer, hated his ex-wife. And now you see that I really just pick stuff that I really think would be amazing and would enjoy. Right. Remember the Pringles guy getting... Be- getting yes, uh, the, the guy who imprint- yeah. invented Pringles was actually buried in a Pringles can, like, another thing that we've learned in the past on TikTok. Tremendous and amazing. Yes. Um, so the Cleopatra one seems like it's really just a matter of you have to know when she was born, when the when the pyramids were made. That's true. Um, history, not my strong suit. Uh, okay. Let's go with bubblegum. Bubblegum. Got his pink color originally because his inventor was getting back at his ex-wife. Lock it in? Lock it in. See, you do things enough times, the process plays itself out. No, that is incorrect, my friend. See, there you go. There you go. See, See, I'm not, and I'm not as seasoned, right? So, no. that, so this is this is where this all goes wrong. Right. I, I, and I'll just say, this is just so that I can just say I'm not good at history. Let's go with the Eiffel Tower. We'll lock that in. Okay. And, I'll just, and if I'm wrong, it's because I don't know history. So there you go. You don't know history, my friend. You're 0 for 3 now. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I, I finally. The algorithm has taken hold. Yes, Cleopatra was actually born closer to the invention of Instagram than the building of the Great Pyramids. All right, uh, one more time for uh, Jake Montgomery here, I think. I'm very happy because I've been feeling like Joey Gallo going 0 for 4 every week, but now like Aaron Judge has uh, had an 0 for 4 too game, so I have some company. I'm going to make this one uh, a little easier for you. All right, you ready? Well... I wish you didn't say that, because now when I go 0 for 3, it's just... Right. I'll tell you right now, you will not go 0 for 3 on this one. Ready? Uh, Okay. Number one, there are more ways to shuffle a deck of cards than there are stars in the universe. Number two, the child star Shirley Temple hated her trademark curls so much she she shaved her head at the age of 13 when acting roles dried up. It can take up to 12 trees to make one roll of toilet paper. Or number four, alligators are so ornery because they have all those teeth, but no toothbrush. Well, I, I think I know. <laughs> all right. All right. Just repeat them. <laughs> you will not go over three. I will not go over. I might go over two, but I won't right. go over three. So, uh, yes, repeat yeah. them, please. Uh, more ways to shuffle a deck of cards than there are stars in the universe. Shirley Temple, the child star, hated her trademark curl so much she shaved her head at the age of 13 when her acting roles dried up. It can take up to 12, uh, number three, uh, takes 12 rolls up to 12 trees to make one roll of toilet paper. Or number four, alligators are so ornery because they have all those teeth and no toothbrush. All right, Gordon. Well, the one that I know is not right is from a classic movie, The Water Boy. Yes. And if I did get it uh, wrong, I would hear this. Mom say that happiness is from magic rays of sunshine that come down when you're feeling blue. <laughs> classic movie, so I know that's not a- it. And much like Mama, Jake is wrong again. Yeah, but my mama loves this segment, and she's probably at home like, I am disappointed in my son, The Water Boy. So I'm going to go with... Whew. I don't. I definitely don't think it's the shuffled the deck in the star. So of course okay. that is going to be the right answer. I'm 
I don't know if you know this, Gordon. Okay. We've been friends for a very long time. Did you right. know that I as well used to be a child actor? I do know that. Yep. So if the listeners for kids, yes. Yep. If the listeners who are out there listening who don't know, when I was a kid, I was actually a voice actor, and I was the voice of the silly rabbit Tricks are for kids. Uh, for about five years. That was my voice in the commercial. So I'm going to go with my girl, Shirley, a fellow child actress or actor, and say that she shaved her head at the age of 13 because I also know getting a role in that world is pretty tough. So Gordon, locking it in. Jake, you will not go 0 for 3. But you also will not go one to know. No, that is incorrect. Just made that one up out of the clear blue sky. Well, good job on you, Gordon. Yep, you tricked yep. me. And, all right. All right. So I know it's not the water boy, and I now know it's not the shaved head. I need you for one more time. Repeat right. the trees one. The trees one. It can take up to 12 trees to make one roll of toilet paper. That's the second option that you have left. The first one was the one about the shuffling the different cards. It's, it's toilet paper, not paper towels, right? No, it's not paper towels. No, you don't have to worry about that old guy. <laughs> and just one more time. Can you tell that? It's one of my favorite stories. Well, one of the the ones that I gave are our great Brian McGee, who has now moved on to bigger and better things. Uh, one of the uh, options I gave him was that paper towels got their name not because they're made of paper, but because back in the day you <laughs> used to paper towel. <laughs> Whenever I hear that, it makes me feel a little bit better. That like, yes, you don't have to I will worry. Never go it, that bad. No, that, that one. That one is an all timer. That, that's an all timer. That, that even as I was writing it, I was <laughs> I had tears rolling down my face when I was writing it. That's too good. All right, we've had some crazy stuff happen in the past with stars. I feel like when you go on TikTok, you're this kind of uh, outer space kind of guy. So I'm going to go with there's more ways to shuffle a deck than stars. And I hate myself as I say it, but you never know in this game. So Gordon, rocking it in. Yes, Jake Montgomery, you have nailed it. There are more ways to shuffle a a deck of cards than there are stars in the universe. And to just give you an idea of the numbers of it, and put it into ways that I understood it best. There are so many different ways that it could go with shuffling a deck of cards. However you have shuffled a deck of cards at any time that you've done it, you are likely to be the only person who has shuffled a deck of cards in that order. That's how many different combinations there are to shuffle a deck of cards. So there you go. Well, you that know, all, fr- the, all the astronomers on Twitter are about to get on you saying, uh, what are you talking about? Gordon? Go check it out. All right. Google go it. On to, go on, no, Google. Go on Google TikTok. It. Go ahead. Go Google it because that, my friends, is what I learned this week on TikTok. And now you have learned it, too. The Dave Rothenberg Show on 98.7 ESPN.